I believe in miracles. Don't say people. I'm doing business here, man. I don't want anybody tells you words and ideas can change the world. Ninety percent of what you're saying ain't coming out of your mouth. From failing, you learn. From success, not so much. Keep moving forward. Welcome to the Small Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Jeff Randolph. This small business podcast is brought to you by EAG Advertising and Marketing. We're going to talk about marketing, and we're also here to celebrate entrepreneurs. We have marketing news and advice that business owners can use to keep moving forward, plus a featured interview you are not going to want to miss. Today, we are talking with Mike Zeller with the Rock Island Bridge. We're not broadcasting from 40 feet over the Kansas River right now. It's chilly. Uh, but the bridge is coming right along, and you will soon have music and dining and coffee shops and bars and trailhead services, and we're all here for it. So let's get right to it. A marketing tip for your content today. Whether it's an ad that you're building or a fundraising appeal letter, the tip is to be clean, uncluttered, and easy to read. It's that simple. Avoid the temptation to fill every square inch of space with text and images. Blank space is necessary. It's necessary for the viewer to focus on the essentials. It draws the eye to where you want the eye to be. And be careful choosing fonts. Your design software will allow you to pick the most ridiculous, frilly, cursive typefaces. There's a glorious example of that called Herr von Müller-Hofstein that really fits the bill. But a simpler font will be much easier to read. Make your type large enough for eyes of all ages and abilities. And remember, your message is going to be seen on mobile phone screens as often as laptops and bigger monitors. So test your designs by viewing them on a phone before you publish. Your audience may almost exclusively look at what you're sending on a mobile device, depending on the kind of industry you're in. So pay attention to that first. And and finally, avoid all the, the text and background combinations that have low contrast, like a white type over a bright photo or light blue text on a medium blue background. It, it can be gorgeous, but it can really distract and keep everyone from being able to read your message effectively and efficiently, and, and it makes just people will, will leave and go away. So we don't want that. So those are just some of the tips and the importance of being clean, uncluttered, and easy to read. All right, welcome back to the podcast. I am here with Mike Zeller. He is CEO of Flying Trust. Uh, you you are the first. Let me say welcome to the podcast. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. Great to be here. Uh, you're the CEO of Flying Trust, which makes you officially the bridge guy. Um, you're one of the the Rock Island Bridge founders. You're you're creating America's first trailhead and entertainment district over a river. Could you give us the origin story of the Rock Island Bridge? And I'll, I'll tee this up by saying we may hear great phrases that we didn't expect in here, like chicken on a bridge or potato gun. What's what's the origin story? <laughs> well, uh, it goes a long way back to 2007 or eight, and uh, my oldest son and I had built a, a potato gun, about five foot high collection of PVC, and a friend had brought a boat into town, and we uh, were with some other, with my wife and his wife and, and a couple of other friends and my boys, and we were going up down the Missouri River, looking at the city from the river, which is really cool. Um, you know, we're this river city, and we rarely get to experience the water and the bridges are enormous when you're down there. Mm-hmm. And it was a pretty day. And, um, I, I was familiar with it cause I went to high school 
nearby uh, over in North Kansas City there. And it's been a lot of time on that ASB bridge as a, as a younger man. And I said, let's go up the Kansas River because I was mm-hmm. really unfamiliar with it. And um, what I recall is there were a lot of uh, bridges and uh, we were blasting spud on the bottom of the bridges. And <laughs> as you do, as having, you do. Yeah, having a grand old time, you know, with the boys out on a day. I don't want my sons to miss the finer things. And um, as we came south, going upstream there, we came out into the open, and there was this bridge looming in the distance. And as I remember, it's it's been quite a while, but uh, we got kind of quiet looking at that thing. And I think the other folks were doing the same thing I was, puzzling at it, like, what the heck is that? Is that a car bridge? And as we got closer, we realized it was a railroad bridge. And got closer, still, still I could see that um, it was an unused railroad bridge. And I just quipped. I said, man, somebody ought to ought to do something with that, put a, put a restaurant out there and call it Chicken on a Bridge. And, it, you know, it was, just a, it was just a joke, a throwaway line. But um, inside of that was this idea that you could think of and treat a bridge like it's land, especially mm-hmm. a really robust bridge like a former railroad bridge, and you never salt railroad bridges, so they tend to continue to be robust. Mm-hmm. That's, and <clears throat> and uh, Chicken on a Bridge, how did that, what, what was that phrase, how did that come along? I yeah, I don't know where that came from. Um, I you know I eat chicken, but I'm not a big oh. chicken fan. It was just a joke. It chicken was, on a bridge. That was, it was a an, joke. I named the restaurant Chicken on Got a Bridge. It. Okay. Someday we need to have a little shack out there called Chicken on a Bridge. But in fact, I, a friend of mine is a local chef, Philippe. He owns a Buffalo State. Oh yeah. We yeah. for years we've talked about uh, coming up with some fun garlic or lemony chicken recipe and putting it in a cone or something and have oh, a little yeah. chicken shack called Chicken on a Bridge. Well, walk away. Well, let, let's let's back up in history a little bit. Your your background leading up to this point involved a, a totally different bridge, uh, 90.9, the bridge. Uh, give us give us a little of your background and, and what prepared you to make this this kind of big step. Well, you know, I, I worked for Kansas City Public Television for 17 years, and, and um, I started out in education, and I was pretty good at putting projects together. And over time, they made me the, the development director or the chief engagement. I forget what it was called, but I I came up with project ideas for television shows and, um, you know, a lot of things and managed the the fundraising as well, although I'm not really a trained fundraiser. But the last thing that I did there was help uh, the CEO, Cliff Keel, find the money to uh, buy that license from Central Missouri State and bring the, uh, the bridge to Kansas City, which is really one of the one of the great things I did. I still listen to that station all the time. In fact, mm-hmm. we have a kind of a handshake agreement with those guys to bring them out on the bridge here, the bridge on the bridge. Yeah. Um, soon after we're open, they can do tiny concerts and stuff, whatever works for them and us both. Um, but before that, I what prepared me for this? Uh, <laughs> um, I think uh, I traveled a lot. I lived in uh, Taipei and Prague and Munich. And uh, I saw a lot of things in the older world that had been reinvented. And uh, I always liked reinvented spaces because you've got limitations and it forces creativity and you end up with these crazy, funky spaces like this room that we're in right now yes. here in the crossroads. It's really charming. Yeah, I'll paint us a, a, a picture for the uh, listeners. This is uh, our studio at EAG Studios. And uh, it's a little chilly in here. There's there's no AC. There's no heating. Uh, we just get hot in the summer and, and cold in the winter. And we're enjoying a, a quirky, fun space with lots and lots of bricks. So great, great look. But yeah, function, not not exactly what we want it to be. Um, the Rock Island Bridge is, is under construction right now. Uh, paint a picture for us of, of what that looks like when it's open. What what can I do? What What's it going to be like? 
So first off, I'll just this put the setting down. Um, this is a 700-foot-long bridge. It's longer than the St. Louis Arch is tall. Mm-hmm. It's down in the West Bottoms across the street from Hy-Vee Arena, what used to be the old Kemper Arena, and it's over the Kansas River. It's in the middle of the Stockyards District, which mm-hmm. was vast. It was on both sides of the river, uh, second biggest beef processing center in the world for almost 100 years after Chicago. And um, we are reinventing that bridge as three things. It's a public crossing. People can cross and connect to these levee top trails on both sides that are coming into place in Kansas City, Kansas, right on the border, though. And uh, it's a trailhead service, too. We'll have 15 public restrooms for people to use. You can come out and just sit there. We have seating for four or 500 people. Uh, and the third thing it is, it's, it's also a, an entertainment district. We'll have a full-on commercial kitchen and serving some really nice cuisine. This is going to be more than pigs in a blanket kind of thing and, and malts. I mean, we'll have real real high-end street food, smaller portions, things you can carry around, um, but but more than sandwiches. It, it'll be nice stuff, and you can have dinner there. And uh, a couple of bars. This is double-decker. Okay. Upstairs, downstairs, there's a full-on event space up top for everything from concerts to Saturday morning lecture from – these are our straw man examples. Sure, Maybe sure. a UMKC professor uh, giving a lecture on the history of uh, the stockyards or mm-hmm. the flood of 51 on a Saturday morning. And and uh, that afternoon, uh, we've got a concert there. That evening, maybe there's a wedding happening uh, up top. Saturday morning over on the Western Trust, we can have the uh, Kansas City, Kansas Farmer's Market out. We've got room for 40 or 50 uh, produce stalls out there on the bridge on a, on a nice. lovely July morning. That's right. I, I noticed that on the uh, website it says that that we're taking some reservations for events in the uh, next year, so twenty twenty four in summer it looks like. So yeah, it's all coming together, Jeff. We uh, started construction in March. LG Barkus, uh, KCK, uh, great construction company. They actually put those lift gates on after the flood of fifty one that are out there, mm-hmm. and they showed up in April. And um, oiled them up and applied some force and ran the bridge up another four feet. And we are on schedule to uh, finish construction late spring, April, May. Um, You know, you never know exactly when you're going to end a construction project, but uh, should be in full swing by summertime. Perfect. Yeah. And and they, they, I mean, the the phrase, they don't make them like that anymore. You could say that quite a bit, but man, that, that, that bridge is a machine. It is. It, it's my buddy calls it a battleship, and it's just really heavy. We got one and a half inch thick steel on this thing. It it is rusted, but that's by design. Um, there's a term for that. Uh, I think they call that rusting metal. Uh, anyway, the the rust uh, on the surface creates a barrier to the um, oxygen in air and water and prevents further rusting inside. So it kind of encapsulates it. That they just they it's don't weathering like steel weathering, weathering steel weathering that's steel. what it's called yeah uh, th- it was no small task to get this project moving it's the elusive P four it's a public private philanthropic partnership what how did this all come together how did you how did you like wrap your arms around this I think I'd get tired even thinking about it yeah um, it's been a it's been an odyssey and it's been about six years in the making and I don't know had I known in the beginning how hard it would be if I would have started but I'm glad I did because it is all coming together now and uh, we got the new decks on uh, you know briefly here's the here's the way it worked uh, the bridge was actually owned by Kansas City Missouri even though it sat in Kansas mm-hmm. it um, was purchased by the city in about 1980 when Casey Moe was buying the, the land for the railroad tracks that came off that bridge that wrapped around Hy-Vee Arena. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
And uh, I think the uh, the receivers of that bridge, which had uh, they'd received in bankruptcy by a, the St. Louis Railroad, uh, even though it was built by the Rock Island Railroad in 1905, uh, they I think they kind of threw in the bridge, uh, wanting to get it off their books. And the, the story that we've heard is that Kansas City, Missouri folks thought they would build surface parking on the other side of the river there, way, you know, well into Kansas City, Kansas, and use the bridge as a pedestrian connector. Mm-hmm. That never happened. Uh, the instead the city built that uh, multi-story parking garage just to the north of Kemper Arena. And um, the bridge just sat there for another 40 years, the very definition of benign neglect. So uh, I originally leased that bridge from Kansas City, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Had a 50-year lease for it. They were like, yeah, sure, go do something with this. Make make good happen out of it. Soon after that, KCK approached us and said, I've got two junior partners, John McGurk and Mike Ladden. And uh KCK asked us if we would enter a public-private partnership with them because they needed to connect the levee trail tops on both sides of the river because Eastern Wyandotte County really lacks that public infrastructure that's really important. Families need a place to be able to go and walk and ride their bikes and be in nature and that's close and doesn't cost money. And, you know, levee tops are a great place to do that because you get, get a view of the river. And um, at first we thought, well, how's that going to work? You know, if we we got chicken on a bridge out here and we got people blasting through on their 10 speeds. And they said, well, it can be a dismount zone. It's a public crossing. It's not a trail at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like riding your bike through an Italian city and you come upon a piazza. You know, it's great. It's cool. Mm-hmm. You know, you people drinking coffee and there's street performers. And, you know, maybe you get off your bike and work your way through that because there's a lot of people there. That's that's kind of like what this is. And so we said, yeah, uh, let's let's – Let's form a public-private partnership, and their elected officials wanted to own the bridge, which was fine by us. We didn't really want to own it. Uh, we wanted to lease access to some of it. Uh, so uh, the bridge was transferred to KCK for a dollar. KCMO was happy to uh, give KCK that railroad bridge that was in another state. They didn't right. really want to own it. And uh, so then we set about you know, um, working on a public-private partnership agreement with KCK. Essentially, we lease about 35% of the bridge. Um, and we're responsible for taking care of all the new decks that are on there and cleaning the bathrooms and paying for the utilities and securing it. You know, in the long run, uh, KCK is putting in about 15% of the construction costs, and they get that back by a surtax on the bridge. Uh, when you buy a hot dog or something on the bridge, that'll go to pay Kansas Kansas back. Uh, so they'll really, they'll end up with a, a free piece of public infrastructure. And we have a great platform to uh, run some really uh, interesting kiosks, if you will, on the bridge that are going to animate that bridge and make it a you know, a place that people want to be and uh, that generates the revenue to take care of the bridge. And will also, I think, importantly, um, it'll it'll put a focus on the Kansas River. And that's the big play here. Uh, the bridge is cool. And I think that, like, on Monday Night Football, there's going to be oh, lots yeah. of images. We're going to have boats on the water and people barbecuing and dancing up top, Absolutely. you know. Absolutely. Red lights. It'll all be lit up. Oh, yeah. Up. Yeah. Yeah. oh yeah. It's a, a landmark. Mm-hmm. And... and that river, though, the, the big play is the river. Right now, that Kansas River, that's the same river that flows through Lawrence and Topeka, Wamego, Manhattan, mm-hmm. but they think of it differently up there. They think of it more as a recreational river. Well, it's the same water that flows through here. It's muddy, but right, it's not right. particularly polluted. It's not a lot of industry uh, upstream. Uh, after heavy rains, there's some feedlot runoff. But other than that, it's it's really a safe river for boating in. And um, 
we're, it, it's still kind of stuck in the folder in our collective imagination as to where it was put in the 1870s when it was, a, frankly, a running sewer for the, for the stockyard district. Right. Well, that, that's all been gone now for half a century, mm-hmm. yet it continues to be in that folder in our mind. And, mm-hmm. and one way to, to kind of overcome that and to start to rebrand it as the recreational river that it is, um, is to get people to engage with it. And mm-hmm. we're going to have, I don't know, five, six, seven hundred thousand people a year over the Kansas River having a you know, glass of wine, enjoying yeah. a meal, listening to live music regarding the Kansas River and people down there boating on it and fishing. And we think that's bound to, you know, energy follows attention, right? True, true. yeah. No, that's, this is, this is a heavy lift. This was a, this was a giant project and you, it started out paddling around on, on a river and today you've got construction, we're going to open, it's going to be an, an amazing kind of thing. Um, you don't shy away from, from a challenge. If, if you had advice for entrepreneurs, what what kind of advice would you would you give that that entrepreneur brain that's that's out there? Well, you got to always be asking yourself if you're drinking your own Kool Aid, and if that thing's really going to work, mm-hmm. and be willing to acknowledge when it won't or when you got to adjust. Um, I really like straw man. You know, I mm-hmm. like to paint a, a scenario that I can that I really believe in, and I share that with people, and I watch them, and I listen to them, and then I'll. Ad- I'll adjust my straw man. Um, that's really my target of where I'm going, and that gives me comfort that I I'm, am willing to be open minded about where I where the destination is, mm-hmm. rather than just deciding on a destination and following that blindly because that can it can end in real disaster. Yeah, yeah. Well, and and you you pitch that idea, you pitch that straw man to somebody, and that person then you know has has an opinion. Do they share that? legitimate opinion or are they telling you what you want to hear like you've got to be able to tell the difference between those two things so that the straw man you put up is um, an actual workable concept and somebody is giving you honest advice on yeah i think that can work or eh, here are the issues you're going to face like that's a that it takes Mm -hmm. it takes some energy to be able to to differentiate the two to so that you're not drinking your own kool-aid yeah yeah, and we're Midwestern nice here. Exactly. People are reluctant to give criticism even when it's constructive. But uh, I ask for it, and I get it. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah and, I've and, adjusted. We did not start out to build this this sensational double-decker piece of art that goes to the top of the bridge. Mm-hmm. Remember, we started with a chicken shack and a wooden trail across this thing, and this evolved largely from input from people. Man, that's that's an amazing story for that progress. Um, let me let me switch us into the lightning round. Lightning round rules are are we we will ask some kind of question. It'll be a short answer, more you know, can be soundbite. If we need to dive in and ask some follow ups, we can do that. Um, but you know, just kind of get your 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 just immediate response for these. Are you re- ready to go? Yes. All right. Here we go. Uh, what's what's the best advice you've ever gotten from someone? <laughs> Uh, well, the, uh, I don't know if it's the best, but the most, the one I think about a lot that I've not really been able to follow, but I've been trying to, was Frank Hicks down at Knuckleheads told me to build incrementally. Start oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. start small and keep adding on, which is totally what he's done down there. It's this crazy world. Yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, and I've not really been able to do that because we got one shot to build this thing. Yes. I true. can't come back later and build cantilevers without tearing the whole thing up, but. I, I try to be incremental because incrementalism is um, – it's a surer path 
as you're finding your way through the woods, you know, you kind of, mm-hmm. you take it one tree at a time and you work your way around them. And you, as long as you, you know, the corner of the woods you're trying to get to, it's, it's often, it's a better way to get there than to slavishly follow something imposed from top down. Great advice. And, and thanks uh, to knuckleheads for, for throwing that out there. Uh, you have a master's degree in economic geography. What, what should everyone know about economic geography that we were never taught in school? <laughs> Uh, uh, that place matters, that how we organize ourselves in space is just as important and hand in hand with sequence of events in time. Place matters. Um, I, I look at things and I don't go around every day thinking about my coursework in economic geography <laughs> from 1992, but we need to though. That's, yeah, it's important. It's, we, it, the world is. It's time for the world to hear this. Yeah, and I think as America, we're kind of realizing that we've, you know, and starting in the 40s, we fell in love with the automobile, and we thought place didn't matter anymore, and we could put things just in, scatter them out across the landscape, mm-hmm. and it wouldn't matter. Well, it turns out it does. That that there's synergy when you bring things next to each other and people uh, like environments that they can move around in under their own steam. It brings the scale down uh, that's at a human scale. Mm -hmm. And so I think about that with the bridge and all that's coming into focus around it with the the trails down to the waterfront that Kansas Kansas is building and the docks and the other stuff, the apartments and the zip lines and and how this whole thing is going to come together somewhat serendipitously as a as a composite. Mm-hmm. Um, next question. <clears throat> You've been described as as a mad genius by some, but in in a good way. Um, I I imagine that means that you have a very n- noisy brain. Um, do you stop having ideas at some point? What's it What's it like to live in your brain? Well, right now you wouldn't want to be in there because I got like I got a lot of things going on um, in this project. Uh, we're working with a, a, a true genius, a guy named John O'Brien, that does a lot of these uh, really cool interiors around the city mm-hmm. and around the country too. And uh, he said, "Mike, you're going through the needle right now," and uh, it does feel like it. Uh, we got designs. Uh, we're interviewing tenants, mm-hmm. and you know we're raising a little bit more money here, which is going well. And uh, there's a lot going on. I feel pretty agitated right now. I get in an agitated state. Okay. I don't mean like angry, but I, you know, I, I, I just feel like there's some stuff I got to get done. I've, a friend of mine who's a doctor, uh, he's like, everybody's taking these uh, a- uh, anti-anxiety medicine. That, that's, hell, that's what gets the farmer out of bed in the morning is you get out and, mm. and, and <laughs> he said, anxiety's good. It's like. Embrace that a yeah, little bit. Yeah. yeah. It's a motivator. Interesting. I, I've started something here. I got to finish it. Yeah. Well, and it, once you finish that, does, does that start to quiet down for you or is yeah, it on to it the does. next thing? I think it does. And I've, I've not on through this whole odyssey, I've not always um, been as kind of vigilant as I feel right now. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being kind of the old guy on the bridge that's like watching people and talking to them and realizing, oh, it's kind of windy over here, or maybe if we could block that sun, or um, how about we get some vines going on the bridge over here? That's what I'm looking forward to spending my retirement doing. Oh, man, that sound, it sounds like that would be a wonderful way It'd to be go. fun, yeah. Uh, um, let's it, imagine that you could have all of the bridges in the city, um, every single one of them, all the bridges are now yours to control. 
Would you rather make more entertainment venues or just use it to keep all of the Northlanders away on, <laughs> on their side where they belong? Hey, hey I, I'm from the Northlands. Uh, the, the Zephyr winds uh, <laughs> blowing up there. Uh, I, there are a couple bridges around or that might uh, come onto the market. Wouldn't it be great to be the city of bridges? Yeah. And they don't all have to follow the, the model that we've found our way to on this one. You know, maybe one's a children's museum, uh, another one's an arboretum or or a tea shop or who knows. And they could all be public crossings at the same time. I just think that what a great brand for Kansas City as a river good. town. That's right. Combine the rivers with the fountains. There's There's got to be a fountain outside of every bridge. We could have some fountains. We could pump uh, river water and have fountains pushing out away so you don't get splashed. That's Keep keep your eyes peeled for the yeah. next opportunity here. Um, how, will, when this project is over and, and it's time to celebrate, not not uh, not to retire, but to, to say, okay, whew, done. How do you celebrate a big win? What is it that you do to, to say, I've, I've accomplished something? Um, well, I don't really know. Uh, I, I guess we'll, uh, we'll have some parties on the bridge. Parties, parties are a good thing. Parties can be a yeah. delightful thing. You know, this has been a barn raising is mm-hmm. a term I, I, I came up on a while ago. Um, it's, it's magic how so many friends and new acquaintances and companies have all rolled up their sleeve to help us get this thing over the finish line. Mm-hmm. Um, really what I want to do is embrace all those people and bring them all out on the bridge for a big party. Man, that's it's a it's a great excuse, and and how much happier will they be because there isn't only a chicken shack? Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'll probably be relieved. Although the chicken shack could be a lot of fun. Uh, I what's great though is all everybody that's been a part of this, whether they're lenders or investors or idea people. I've got friends who like would help people onto the boats. We would have these events where we had to help people see what an activated river could look mm-hmm. like. There's friends down in Armordale who rebuilt my little trail when a it burned down. Some guys got out there at night and burned it down. Uh, you know, there's companies that are reducing their prices to help us get it done. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing this really for some pretty fun reasons that everybody just wants to live in a city where we can go hang out over a river and listen to music and have a beer. Absolutely. I look forward to it. Uh, I, I I know that uh, a lot of Kansas City and the rest of the world too, since this is unique for everyone, is is looking forward to it as well. Um, tell it, tell us where people can find more information about you. Where where can they get more, more info on the bridge? Well, we got a website that EAG has done a fabulous job uh, very creating. Kind, very kind. <laughs> At uh, rockislandkc.com. And uh, there you can also sign up for a monthly newsletter that we send out with a lot of photographs and uh, you know information on tours, and and soon we'll be shifting into information about what's happening on the bridge. We promise not to abuse that. It's about once a month, um, and then we're also on social media, uh, Facebook and uh, Instagram at uh, Rock Island Bridge. Perfect. All right, Mike Zeller, CEO of Flying Trust. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. See you over the river. That is our show. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Miracles podcast. Remember to subscribe, leave us a five-star rating and review. Drop us a line on the website at eagadv.com if you have any thoughts. Until then, we'll be out here helping entrepreneurs with another Small Business Miracle.